helping business leaders grow themselves, their team, and their profits. This is the Entree Leadership Podcast. Now, here is your host, Ken Coleman. This is the podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, and here we go, our final bonus episode from the amazing content that came from Summit 2017. Here's what we're going to bring you. I sat down with one of our bright board members at Ramsey Solutions. He is Herb Jenkins, and he is a brilliant marketer, and the stuff we talk about will really help you, the small business leader, very crafted towards you, and this is really practical stuff. Chris Hogan and Christy Wright both spoke from the main stage. We're going to give you excerpts of those talks, and then I sit down with Sarah Sloyan and Daniel Tardy from the Entree Leadership Team. They are the head and heart behind this amazing event. And we're going to tell you who the Summit 2018 speakers are. How about that? Let's get right to it. One of the things I love about Dave and our leadership is that they're intentional to not just put on leadership events that help other leaders. We send our leadership team here. We had close to 50 members here, and one of them was Herb Jenkins, who is a recent appointee to our leadership board. This guy's a great thinker, and he brought some great content on How should small business leaders measure their marketers and the marketing efforts? Hello, Facebook Live. Welcome back to the Summit 2017 stage. Joining me is Herb Jenkins, and Herb is one of our executive board members at Ramsey Solutions and really one of our lead voices on all things marketing. And so we're going to talk about that very important function. And from a small business perspective, and specifically, here we are at Summit, Herb, and you and I were talking earlier, many of the companies that are represented here are 50 and smaller. So obviously, when you start talking about marketing, you're talking about a smaller team. And you have consulted with so many businesses in that space of size, 50 and lower. So one of the things we want to talk about first is this idea of how are marketers, the marketers on the team, how are they dividing their time? And I thought that was interesting. Why is that so important? And then what would be an exercise that these leaders can go through to kind of get those answers? It's great. It's great. So most marketers aren't spending their time the right way when it comes to small businesses, uh, 50 and less. And the problem starts before you ever hire your first marketer. It goes something like this. So I'm a small business owner. I'm wearing multiple hats. You know, I'm doing sales and marketing and operations and creative and, and, and. At some point, you look up and you say, I need a marketer. But what you need them for, you don't think, I need a marketer to do planning and um, to really think through our brand. You hire a marketer to really just, just get some stuff done. You know, so you bring on somebody and you say, I've got all this stuff, I need you to do all this stuff, and basically you fill their plate with a bunch of tactical work. Then you hire another marketer to do more of the same, and then you hire another marketer to do more of the same, and one day you look up and you've got a team that is just running 90 miles an hour, doing a ton of stuff, and you're kind of wondering, but to what end? Like, what for? Like, what's it doing for my business? You know, they're doing a bunch of stuff, but is it the right stuff? I see this question all the time. And so I have a really simple process I use just to get a quick gauge on the marketing team and say, are they focused in the right areas, right? So let me just break it down really simply. There's kind of three levels of marketer that you have in most organizations. You've kind of got your marketing director, Mm -hmm. who's kind of your lead guy. They're leading the team. Uh, They should be moving marketing forward for your organization. 
got kind of more your mid-level marketer. They're kind of your high-level doer. Uh, they can do campaigns. They can do, you know, the bigger stuff that you need to get done. And you kind of got your junior marketer who's more tactical, really just new person, kind of, you know, learning the ropes, um, you know, uh, cutting their teeth, so to speak. And in most small businesses, all three of those, those tiers of marketer are way too tactical, right? So if your team is all tactical, no planning, uh, no analysis, then their ability to manage to goals and manage to numbers is nearly impossible. Mm. Like they're all just in, in get stuff done mode, you know? And so a really simple question you can ask them. Okay. So let's say you've got a hundred percent of your time that here, you know, at our company, if you could bucket it into one of three categories, how much of your time is going to planning? How much of your time is going to getting stuff done? And how much of your time is going to kind of analysis? You know, think about it like this. How much of your time's answering the question, what are we going to do? You know, how much of it's going to, uh, in the trenches, just getting stuff done and then answering the question, how did it go? Right? Really simply. Most marketers in a small business will tell you something like about 10% planning, 80% tactical, mm. 10% analysis. And, and that's true for your junior marketer and your marketing director. That's the biggest aha that most businesses have is I've got this high paid marketing director, the person who should be leading my marketing for my organization that's all tactical, you know? And so it's a really simple question. It doesn't take five minutes to ask your marketing team. If anything, they, there's a little bit of hesitation of like, uh, how do I answer this? You know, like there's this like, do you really want to know sort of thing? But once you get past that, man, it, it, is, it is really insightful. So if you, if you open it with, with how do you spend your time mm -hmm. and you follow it with, well, how should you spend your time? Like for your role, like yes. if you're a marketing director, like how would you want it split? Right. It's amazing. I mean, like right off the cuff, they'll say something like 40% planning, 20% tactical, 40% analysis. I mean, think about how different that is. Yeah. That is way more on the, like outside of the getting stuff done and more in the planning, but, but they just, they get in the trenches, they start doing stuff, they start doing more stuff and they never get out of that, that rhythm of just, just like constantly mm -hmm. just turning and burning on the tactical. So that is the biggest problem I see. And it really does prevent a business from a, a marketing team from managing to their marketing goals because they're just in the in the business of executing. Right. You know? So. All right. So this is really great. So what I want to do is based on what you just laid out for us. Yeah. Let's take a real project, something current that okay. you were very involved with, um, and walk through how Ramsey Solutions would apply that time marketers. Okay. And so let's talk about Chrissy Wright's book. Okay. In my mind, that's something that kind of went to the consumer. Obviously, Business Boutique, a number one bestseller. Uh, so when that project gets the green light yep. and they say, okay, Christy is going to drop a book and we say at the very top end, it's going to release blank, right? Mm -hmm. So spring 17, yep. okay? Now walk us through that, what you just kind of described, okay. how that's supposed to look from a marketing position at Ramsey Solutions. Yeah, so that's, that's a really good example because with things like books and live events, the bigger things like that, it's actually easier to do that right than it is to do a lot of other types of marketing activities like emails and SEO and social media. So with something like a book, we know we're going to have a launch date way out there, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of, you can't kind of do that on the fly. Whereas a lot of times when it comes to redoing a website or social media, uh, like, hey, we want to start, you know, an Instagram account or we want to do a newsletter or something like that. 
that's, that comes up in like a weekly meeting and it's kind of like, hey, can we do that by next week? You know, it's almost just like on right. the fly go. Sure. Uh, with something like a Christie Wright's business boutique, uh, you know, Ramsey Solutions, like we're very intentional about saying, okay, so if our goal is, let's say by April of, of 2017, we want to launch this thing. We probably start that conversation in late 2015, you know, um, and we start with our marketing directors, our high level marketing team looking at at least a year, right? It's the timeline, their perspective is 12 to 18 months out. And if, if I'm a small business owner, I should be challenging my marketing director to be looking 12 to 18 months out on everything. Like that's the big, it's the biggest gap I see within a marketing team is their marketing leader is thinking uh, one week, three weeks, you know, maybe one month out. They're not thinking 12 mm -hmm. to 18 months out. But with, with a, a book launch, it, it's great because uh, you've got to lay in, if we're going to do all this stuff out there, if we're going to do this big, book launch with this big uh, media tour and, you know, and the book tour, uh, how are we going to leverage that event? You know, you, and you build up to it. You force yourself to go out there. Yeah. And really the way it should go is you've got your, your mid-level and junior marketers that come alongside you and get that work done, right? They really execute. They work with you to come up with the detailed plans and then they execute. And you've so got- So that's when the tactical and the planning yep. begin to merge. Yep, right. Okay? And so with something like a book, you can do that fairly easily. Mm -hmm. With something like, uh, let's say SEO, you mm -hmm. know, uh, search engine optimization. If you said, we wanna have more presence on, you know, the, uh, on Google, um, you know, and it's really easy to say, let's start doing some stuff. But if we said, where do we want to be in a year? Like, what, what keywords do we want to rank for? What presence do we want to have? Uh, most teams don't start there. They start with, uh, we need to do meta tags and we need a bunch of tactical stuff. You know, we want to uh, optimize the content on our website. But they don't orient around where do we want it to go? Where do we want it to be in 12 to 18 months? And so it's a big miss on most teams that if the business leader if they could just orient their marketing director more you know, strategically and more in the review and analysis and more in the strategy and planning, it fundamentally changes the marketing work they do. Um, All right, so one of the things that you're passionate about and I want you to talk about, and that's this idea that marketing and the function of marketing is second only to sales yep. as it relates to performance, obviously, of the team, of the individuals, and then also revenues, which of course is a company-wide metric. Uh, explain that passion for that statement, and then again, practically apply that. How do we at Ramsey Solutions measure? Yep, that's great. So there's certain business functions that are more just innately tied to revenue than others. Like sales is the most direct mm -hmm. line. You know, the calls you make or the deals you close translate to revenue. But pretty close second behind that is marketing. And Whereas some functions like accounting or creative or technology, if you said we want to have revenue KPIs, like uh, KPIs that are uh, key performance indicators that are tied to revenue, it's really hard to come up with those in some cases. But with marketing, it's really easy. So imagine, okay, so uh, just to start, if you have e-commerce, mm -hmm. if you have an online store, right, your marketers, you should look at your marketers as your sales team. Because that, that transaction fully happens online. Right. Everything from initial impression to closing that deal is a pure marketing function, right? But a lot of times it's not managed with the same level of intentionality. You know, the idea of a sales pipeline, everything from outbound calls to, you know, closed deals is baked into most organizations. Like if there's one thing, sales 101, you learn how to manage the sales pipeline. 
Well, when it comes to marketing, uh, it's, there's so many different areas. Sometimes people get lost in the performance side. Like there's the branding side, there's doing campaigns, there's doing you know, just the tactical work. People can take their eye off of, your marketers should be managing to revenue and managing to leads just like your salesperson is managing to close deals. And if you don't have a culture of that on your team, you're really underutilizing your marketers. Uh, I mean, it is one of those where you should be, it should be as black and white, hard charging, you know, uh, storm the beach sort of attitude with your marketing team as your sales team. Good stuff. He is Herb Jenkins, and that's just a smidge of how we do things, the marketing philosophy at Ramsey Solutions. So as always, Herb, thanks for being with us. And for you folks on Facebook, thanks for being with us. Stay tuned. More great content coming your way from Summit 2017. My dear friends, Christy Wright and Chris Hogan spoke at this event. They did an awesome job as they always do. Such great content that is so practical. So we're going to roll right into these. First, you're going to hear from Christy Wright and then Chris Hogan. Time is the most finite resource that we have. It puts us on its all even playing field. So how we use our time becomes a major factor in our ability to become successful because we all have these same parameters, these same limitations of the same 24 hours. So instead, I want you to do something different. I want you to take control of your time by taking responsibility for your time. We have 24 hours in a day, so I get to decide how I use it. And if I don't have time for something, what I'm saying is that thing is not important enough to me to make it into my schedule, to make it into my 24 hours. People ask me all the time, how can I find time to do things I wanna do? You won't. You don't find time, you make time. So here's a really practical tip, and this is what I wanna spend some time with you guys today. I wanna give you some really practical tips to take home and manage your calendar differently. So one of the things that you can do, and I use this, a lot of leaders and professionals use this, you can use something called time blocking. Time blocking is simply where you take and make an appointment on your calendar for every single thing that you do. Now you probably already make appointments for meetings, or doctor's appointments, or kids' soccer games, those type of things. Instead, I want you to do it for everything. Everything you want to do. Every single thing that you want to spend time on, you put it on your calendar. Now, that may seem legalistic, but the truth is, it sets you up to win to make sure those things actually happen. I love what Stephen Covey says. He says, don't prioritize your schedule. Schedule your priorities. Schedule your priorities. So don't look at your schedule and just move the pieces around. Instead, I want you to put blocks of time on your calendar on purpose that you want to accomplish for everything. It's the difference of being proactive versus reactive, where you are in control of your time and your life and your schedule. And ultimately, when you look at your schedule, when you look at your calendar, that's a reflection of what you care about. It's a reflection of who you are. And these moments is what your whole life is made up of. It's your calendar. Now, another common excuse I see is this, and I hear this all the time, and this is a struggle where you've got a lot of things you're doing. You've got a lot of irons in the fire. You wear a lot of hats. So we tend to say this. Well, I don't know how to create, you know, this this perfect calendar because for me, everything's important. All the things I'm doing are important. All the things, everything is important to me. No, you're on trailers. That's why you built your business. That's why you're doing your thing. You know that some things even intuitively, you know that some things are more important than other things. And whenever we treat everything in our lives as if everything's important, it's kind of like getting that participation trophy. It kind of devalues those things that really are important. When we act like every single thing is important, it devalues those things that actually are important to us. 
Everything is not created equal. If everything is important, then nothing is important. Instead, I want you to do something different and I want you to create a hierarchy. Like literally take the things that you're doing and want to do and create a pyramid instead of a line where you begin to put things in order of importance. Here's the great benefit of this. When push comes to shove, you know what makes the cut. When push comes to shove with your finite limited time, you know what makes the cut. It helps me make decisions. It helps you say yes in the right places and no in the right places. It helps you know that you are spending your time on your most important priorities. You're going to feel more sense of balance. You're going to feel like you're actually spending your life on what's important to you. But if you push your team enough and you give them the resources to grow, watch what happens. And by the way, you can't buy loyalty, but you sure can earn it. And when you push people because you tell them, I've got big visions for you. Let them know, hey, do you realize there are opportunities here at this company for you? But you've got to grow toward those. You've got to decide those and you've got to chase them down. So teach the team. Spend time with your team. I can't stress this enough. People tell me about turnover and employee retention, all these things. And I'm going to tell you right now, as a leader, if you spend time with them, watch what happens. You spend time. There's actually, they gave you all an article in there of the three things every leader needs to ask. Please read that because it's one of those that'll give you an opportunity to connect with everybody on your team by asking them three simple questions. But if you get around to everybody on your team and you ask them, how are you? What are you working on? And how can I help? Three simple questions. And look them in the eye when you say that. How are you? What are you working on? And how can I help? It's amazing what'll happen. You'll get people to start to open up and they'll tell you some things. You know, you've seen it. You've had teammates come in and you see it on their eyes that they're not 100%, but we never follow through. We never follow up on it. One guy told me, he goes, Chris, I don't want to know if they got personal problems. He goes, it ain't none of my business. I go, number one, you do want to know because it's going to impact their effort. Number two, you don't need to know all the details. It's not you breaking down privacy, but how can you support somebody if you don't know what's going on? Prime example, a gentleman working with me was going through a marriage situation. This guy was having a tough time. Nobody knew on the team. His performance was sliding and I was just busting his chops. Selling, dude, you got to raise it up. Let's go. Today's go time. And then looking at him, something dawned on me after a couple of weeks of busting his chops that something was wrong. I brought him in. We sat down. And I said, Pete, what's going on? And he just looked at me. He goes, well, I think I'm going to go through a divorce. I think my wife's going to leave me. You guys, I felt that tall. Here I was every day pouring salt into the wound when this guy needed a verbal hug. He needed some support. He needed to know that his leader just wasn't trying to be a boss, but he was actually somebody that was human. And so in talking with him and understanding what's going on and giving him a little bit of grace as well as some support, he walked through the situation. And he couldn't save his marriage because it takes two. But it was one of those things that having not known that, I probably would have done him a disservice as a leader. Now, I didn't get him to tell me all the details of what's going on. Him telling me that he was walking through a potential divorce was enough. But understanding that now, I could give him some grace. I can be there. And it was one of those things where opening that dialogue, something changed with Pete. 
something changed. He started to update me on some stuff and lo and behold, his work effort started to chime up and started to go and go and go and he started to ramp back up. And I don't know if it had anything to do with our conversation, but I think it had something to do with him feeling supported. That you as a leader, if your teammates know you have their back, watch how much faster they'll go. If they know that you believe in them and you will protect them to the best of your ability, watch what'll happen. That's one way for you to build a stronger team, is to protect the ones that you have. Don't miss opportunities to appreciate your teammates, but be able to catch people. Can you imagine if we caught people doing stuff right? Like a great phone call, if you're there and you're able to say, hey Annie, great job on that call, or great job handling this tough vendor. Thank you for your job, thank you for your service. And just get some gift cards do little actions there. It just spells appreciation. Imagine being that kind of leader that thinks a little bit different. Because you didn't just hire people. You hired an individual that has dreams and goals. And imagine you putting yourself on that level to be a great leader to help them get there faster. To show some appreciation along the way. You want to start a culture and an environment of strong people? Start to do these kinds of things for your team and watch how they refer people to come join the team. Companies are out there mistreating people, treating them like widgets. They're not treating them like human beings. So if you can be different in that way, your business will recruit for you based on your leadership style. So think a little bit different. Hey, our free resource for you this episode is called The Five Enemies of Unity. Those five enemies are poor communication, gossip, unresolved disagreements, lack of a shared purpose, and sanctioned incompetence. So this is a free PDF, and it's going to teach you how to discover, address, and move on from each of these five enemies. Really, really great stuff. You can get the free download by texting the word ENEMIES. That's ENEMIES. Text ENEMIES to 33444. That's 33444. Or you can get the link in this episode's show notes. Well, to wrap up our week, I spent a little time with Daniel Tardy and Sarah Sloyan, the two individuals who dreamed this event, who planned it, and then executed a world-class event. Here is that conversation. Welcome back. It's hard to believe this is our final Facebook Live session. Joining me on the stage Two people that I love dearly, and you never see them on the stage, but they are the head and the heart. I don't know which one is which, maybe it's both, <laughs> but Daniel Tardy all the way over on my right, he is our VP of Entree Leadership, leads the entire Entree Leadership team, and then Sarah Sloyan, the uh, pretty one on set right now, and Sarah is uh, also a big shot Entree Leadership, really leads this entire initiative, the Entree Leadership Summit, the crown jewel event of everything we do at Ramsey Solutions. So let me just say to both of you, we made it. We made it. Thanks for letting me do this. It was so fun. Let me be a part of this. And uh, how do you feel? Woo. Not a bad event. Woo. I'm ready to do it for another week. <laughs> oh my God. It's like camp. I don't want everybody to go home yet. Yeah, that's well, right. So let's talk about some highlights. Okay. Do you have, uh, can you pick from the oh. sessions? I mean, we Your had favorite? two standing ovations, right. two curtain calls with mm-hmm. Lou Holtz and John Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, John Rich, that was a super cool experience. But I just love these people. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite things is watching John Rich serenade you in the green room. 
That's what people didn't see. That's kind of one of my highlights. Are we allowed I, to talk about that experience? I think it's on my Instagram if you want to go check that out. Ken W. Coleman. Yeah, that's right. No, I got to tell you, all the speakers are fabulous, obviously, and it's, it's hard to pick a favorite, Ken. But for me, you know, getting to lead this team and work with this team and all the planning that goes into kind of building up to this event, my personal highlights are just getting to connect with real small business owners who are in the trenches. Many of them have come back year after year, and we get the updates on their stories. And we are so inspired by what they're doing every day, the fact that they're getting out there, they're making it happen, and it's really what gets us out of bed every day. And this event is a huge undertaking for our team. It's a lot of physical energy, a lot of mental energy. And to me, that's the payoff, the smiles on their faces yeah. and them telling us the stories about, hey, this is going great with my team now, and this is going great financially now, and I feel like I have the confidence I need to lead and step into this new area. You know, the fact that these people at a certain point in their journey interacted with us where they didn't have hope. Yes. They felt like they were all alone. Yeah. They were isolated. And to see that go full circle and now they're inspiring other leaders around them and they're paying it forward. To me, you just didn't get any better than that. That's good. Sarah? Yeah, it's been neat. It's like a family reunion. Yeah, it and is. And so it's crazy because you look at, there's a room with over 1,500 people and you think there's no way I'm going to see. And then you do. You see all throughout the week these folks yeah. that you've known for you know a year, multiple years. That's true. And um, what I've loved is seeing them, uh, their teams grow. You know, when we first met them, it, it could have been just them. And now they're coming and they're bringing 10 team members with them and they are um, excited and sharing these takeaways from each day. And I just, I love seeing that all come together because mm -hmm. you don't have those conversations necessarily in the daily office. You're so tactical and you're in the grind. And so for them to come here and, and raise up out of that and, um, you know, they're posting on the app, hey, we're having dinner and recapping yeah. and we love Lou Holtz, and yeah. uh, which was a solid favorite. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. he was absolutely Absolutely. He's a treasure. He kind of, you know it's going to be great, and then he just blows you away. Yeah. It's just this yeah. whole other level. So well, You know, you say that. I'm struck by earlier this week on this very stage, we had a couple of all-access members, two ladies, yeah. Angel and Rachel, yes. if, if my mind's still. Yes, you're okay. right. And uh, both different businesses. And as they were here on the stage, right here on the They're front. They're cheering crowd. Yeah, you're like yeah. eight or nine awesome women yeah. who they all met <laughs> through All Access, which is a digital community. Right. right. And, and here they are on the front row, and then they start crying. Yeah. And then these ladies are crying. And it was really a deep sense of, we're in this together. Yeah. And I think that's what's cool. And I asked at the very end of our last mm -hmm. session, how many of you have decided to come back to San Antonio? Just because, honestly, I was curious. Yeah. I was not a sales pitch. <laughs> I think it was like 50% of the crowd. It was. And yeah. to me, that speaks to oh, sure. a really special thing that's happening here. Right. I'm not... I don't know what it is. If well, I, did, I know, I know exactly it. what it is. What, what is it, please? You know, the thing that has always been true of Entree Leadership that's different than a lot of events out there is that first and foremost, this is our playbook before it's our product. And Ken, oh, probably a lot of people don't realize this week is we had from Ramsey Solutions, 50 of our top leaders that's down right. here taking notes, sitting in the back of the room. And so we build the events that we want to consume ourselves. We're constantly growing. We're constantly pushing our leaders forward. In fact, it's a huge sense of pride for Sarah and I to have our peers in the room kind of going, hey, we get to showcase now what we've been working on all year in front of the people that we get to lead when we're back at the ranch every week. And so, you know, it's one of those things you go, if this ever becomes a product, it's ever something that we're just manufacturing because we can turn a buck or because we think there's a market need, but we're not willing to say, no, this is actually how we're going to run our business first. We've lost all the credibility that this brand has stood for for 15 yeah. years. And that's yeah. what's making it special. That's what gets everybody to kind of go, hey, these guys are for real. Yeah. We're going to come back. We're going to be a part of this movement and this tribe yeah. because we
we can tell this is really not just true of what Dave believes about the organization, what needs to happen, but his entire leadership team is on board and bought yeah. in. This really is how they do business. Yeah. Well, this is really cool because as we are live right now, folks, you're on Facebook and you can't see. There's a whole line of people right here in front of us. <laughs> and they're stretched all the way down the other hallway because... <laughs> the boots! So we decided to do something really cool and talk about these boots, Sarah, because yeah. you said, okay, if you buy a ticket for 2018, we're going to give you some cowboy Why boots. Why not? Oh we're my going gosh. to San Antonio. What is happening? And it just felt wrong yeah. that everybody who joins us doesn't necessarily have a pair of cowboy boots. Well, you look pretty fantastic oh, in well, those thanks, boots. Ken. I mean, thank are those you. the ones you picked out or are those your own personal boots? Well, these are my own personal boots. Oh. I'm looking forward to picking out. I've because already got my eye over there on a pair. So Okay, so a little thing. Can't have too many, right? So Nashville's one of the hottest cities in America, and of course we live there. <laughs> and every female tourist that comes to Nashville yeah. wears boots. Oh yeah. Have so, you talked to every female tourist? He took a poll, man on the okay, street got style. It. Yeah, yeah I took a poll. Right. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I think it's pretty fantastic. You got your own boots on. Oh, you're right. Yes. And so people went crazy. Talk yes. about that partnership. That's really that neat. That was one of my favorite parts. And what's neat about this boot company is it's a family-owned business. Yes. It's third generation. Like, it's, we love, we talk a lot about our guests are the salt of the earth. Yes. You know, we believe in them. And we believe that they're the backbone of America. And so... Um, it's fun that we do business with other people who are our people, yeah. you know? So, so cool, because they're tied in. I wish in. they could see it. These guys have on these huge hats. It's just fantastic. They're very Texas, I, I feel I wore like. one of the hats. You did? We, did you not see it? They didn't it? let you keep it? Hey, can you go down and ask one of the guys if they could let me wear a hat <laughs> on, on Facebook Live? He's never going to give it So you also get him a horse? Oh, oh no! No! no. Oh, so, dear. so during the live event, Dave threw it from the main stage to me over here to tell all the attendees. You oh, didn't yes, see it. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put one of these guys' hats on because here it comes. I Thank look, you, Chip. I look so ridiculous in it, but uh, <laughs> oh, that's you with the vest and the chest. It's a good look. This one is a little big. Uh, it's yeah, on it's top you. of my ears. <laughs> I feel like I'm seven years old at the Cowboy Hall of Fame. <laughs> We gotta get you a pair of boots. It, it's not gonna happen. And, I don't and me, know. And, it feels right. And let me tell you why. Because I think it's wrong. The checks. I just don't think certain guys can pull off cowboy boots. You're limiting yourself. Daniel, what do you think? Well, you know me very well. Look, I gotta tell you, you can pull off more things than most guys can, but the reason that we have a lot of fun with this stuff is because business can be really fun, especially in small business. You can cut up, you can have fun culture, there can be energy and soul in your business that maybe isn't there in corporate America. And that's why we encourage these guys to come back year after year and to plug into All Access in the meantime because we don't want you to be isolated. We don't want you to be alone. We want you to have a success plan that you're going, if I plug into this, I'm 10 times more likely to actually win, not only with our product, but with our people and the mission that our business is on. So that's why we do all this. All right, so listen, we got to go. To it's the swimming so pool. so much fun. I mean, the yeah. Lazy River. Yeah. Daniel and I are headed to the Lazy River. She's headed to the spa. Woo. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll talk with you again really soon. All right, folks, I told you that we were going to reveal our speaker list for Summit 2018. It's going to be in San Antonio, Texas, May 20 through 23 of 2018. Of course, Dave Ramsey is the guy putting this event on, so he will be on the stage teaching as always, back with us again, marketing guru, and just honestly, maybe one of the most intelligent people on the planet. I think it's fair to say. He's been a guest on this podcast many times. Seth Godin back with us. And then a frequent guest, master storyteller and CEO of StoryBrand, Donald Miller, going to be with us. And then two heavy-hitting CEOs, one, the CEO of Southwest Airlines, Gary Kelly, the CEO of Chick-fil-A, Dan Cathy, former CEO of the Ford Motor Company, Alan Mulally, 
world-renowned economist from the Reagan era, Dr. Arthur Laffer, former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, and then, of course, Chrissy Wright and Chris Hogan from our team. Now, we've got early bird pricing. We always give you the best pricing, and that's going to end on Tuesday, May 30th. So make sure you mark that on your calendar. Get it in your budget. Tuesday, May 30th, the price goes up. Here's how you get your discount and your ticket. Text SUMMIT with 18 on the end of it. So text SUMMIT18, SUMMIT18. Text that to 33444. That's 33444. Or if you'd rather, go click on the link in this episode. Show notes. Would love to see you there in beautiful San Antonio, Texas. Well, it's been a great week. I would be lying to you if I told you that I was eh, just, you know, not impressed. It was such an incredible crowd. I will tell you, I've never seen a group like this so hungry, so eager to learn. Uh, Great community on display throughout the entire event. People talking to me all the time, telling me they had just met this person, and you would have thought that they had known each other for 25 years. Great community, world-class content. Can't wait to see what's going to come out of this gathering. So it is time to say goodbye. Thanks for hanging out with us each day as we brought you a daily podcast. I want to say a special thanks to Chris Wright and Eric, the producer. Great, great work this week. They worked hard to push this stuff out. So on behalf of the entire Entree Leadership team, thank you, the listener. We love you. We appreciate you. And I promise you, we're going to talk to you again real soon. 